0: Welcome to Around the Table. Maybe life's circumstances are bad right now. Sometimes things are tough and we're not happy. But God desires that we experience fullness of joy, and biblical joy is not dependent on circumstances. Find out what true joy is and how to hold on to it in today's episode. Psalm 1611 reads, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. There's hundreds of passages in the scripture regarding the topic of joy. Joy, joyful, rejoicing. It's evident that God and Jesus want to embrace it fully. My name is Rick Plattner and I'm blessed to serve the brethren and friends at the church in Fairbury, Illinois. And
1: I'm Tom Klotzel, serving the Los Angeles Altadena, California congregation. And Brother
0: Rick, it is a joy to be around the table with you. I feel the same way, Brother Tom. So why don't you start us off? Why don't you share with us a definition of joy, what it means to you, and what do you think God wants us to do with it anyway? Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's
1: uh, a gift from God. It is something that God wants for us, and it is an inner sense of being a spiritual, lasting. It's not dependent on circumstances, and throughout Scripture we see that joy is based on relationships. First, our relationship with God, and then our relationship with each other. In uh, First Peter, he writes about Jesus whom having not seen you love, and in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. And then, as Paul wrote to the Philippians, there's probably 20 or so references to joy and rejoicing in Philippians. He starts out, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now.
0: Those relationships that bring joy. That's beautiful, brother Tom. I I appreciate that. It really isn't just happiness, is it? I often tell people around me, I'm a pretty happy boy when I get my way. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty easy to read as we share scriptures together that even in times of temptation, trial, testing, hard things in life. As you said, it's not uh, dependent on circumstances. It, it is a state of being. Countless scriptures relate how Paul and others of the apostles and the early believers in Christ, they were in dire straits, and um, they continued to rejoice. I think in one place it says they were beaten and they shook off the dust of their feet and rejoiced that they were able to suffer for his name's sake. I think of that just a little bit in context with you, Tom, because I was having a visit with Sister Jody a while back. Uh, it's probably been a year and a half or two ago. And it was after she learned she had cancer and she was so positive and working through it. And I said to her, oh, I just don't know if I could do as well. And she stopped me there and she said, you know what? She said, God does not give us grace for our imagination. He gives us grace for our situation. And, and that has been a help to me to remember that joy really is a choice that even in difficulty, I can choose to trust him, to love him and wait upon him. Yes. Just so thankful for that. Jesus taught us the blessing of turning the other cheek, loving those who treat us poorly. And, and I think of Jesus' very example. We read in Hebrews twelve two these words, that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame. But it tells us before that, that for the joy that was set before him, he faced those things. I think of a time when he said to those around him, he said, now is my soul troubled. He had a troubled soul. But he said, what shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause came I unto this hour. And so Jesus showed us, set a great example that even in the difficulty confronting him, he looked to the joy that was before him. And it's so beautiful Tom, when we can do that also. We can say, this is tough, but there is a better day coming. God is faithful. Maybe a little bit like Job when he looked all around and couldn't find God, to the right, to the left, behind him, in front. But he could take the long faith view and say, he knows the way that I take. Would you share with us, Tom? It's evident that God wants us to be joyful. And I think we both believe, well, we know the scripture tells us Satan's a liar. And I think we would agree he wants to strip that joy from us. What are some of the pitfalls of not keeping our joy intact? What, what are some of the challenges, the hindrances, the obstacles out there? If joy is so closely tied to relationships, obstacles
1: to joy are things that disrupt our relationships. something that, that Satan just loves to do. And we're created in the image of God as relational beings, and the greatest joy we can experience, as you've shared, is relationship with God, abiding in Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, and then secondarily, our our relationships with each other. And Satan, the liar and deceiver, he would love to disrupt and steal our joy and, and tempt us to doubt God and forget who he is. You remember in the garden, Those words, uh, you shall not surely die, but will become like God, knowing good and evil. And then he will tempt us with self-reliance to step out on our own. And then separated from dependency on God, we all come to the end of ourselves, which leads
0: to all kinds of worry and anxiety and hopelessness. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I appreciate it. I, I think every one of those things is spot on. You mentioned the anxiety, the, the worry. It, it just takes me to Philippians 4, from verse 4 to verse 7. And I'm not sure. I, I'm going to try to just say it from memory. But it says something like this. Rejoice in the Lord all way. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And I think here's what you're talking about. It says be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That's verse 6. I don't think verse 7 was a a coincidental following. It says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's so easy to worry. It's so easy. uh, I had a great aunt that, um, when she'd get a little worried and, and you'd try to, someone would try to encourage her, it might've been a good point. And she'd say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but the devil's got a lot of yabbits, doesn't he? That, that he can, um, discourage us with, but if we trust him, uh, I may have shared this with you before, Tom, but I, I, one time I was, uh, probably feeling a little bit of the weight of responsibility and things. And I, I thought of, um, Well, we actually sang it in church, the hymn 196 entitled Submission. You talked about relationship, you know, help helping foster that joy. Submission really helps us, too, when we surrender to the Lord. And I looked at the first three lines of the song Submission, 196, and verse one, if I can say it right, says, I won't say it all, but says something like this, Nay, I will not sorrow. The second verse says, nay, I will not murmur. And the third verse says, nay, I'll not be choosing. And I think that's such a beautiful package of submission and such a beautiful entrance into the joy of the Lord that we're not going to sorrow. We're not going to look back. I wished I'd have done it this way. I should have done it that way. I'm glad that's over. We don't need to murmur. That's trying to fine tune God saying it wasn't quite good enough, not the way I wanted it. And the, the third part was, nay, I'll not be choosing. And how beautiful that is when we can come to the place and say, I want to be like Jesus who said, not my will, but thy will be done. Trusting that even when circumstance come that I wouldn't have picked, I don't particularly love, but trusting God, he has a purpose. I don't have to worry, I don't have to murmur, and I don't have to be choosing. Tom, I know you've had a number of experiences in your life where the joy kind of just drains out of us. You just get a little heavy. Would you share some of that, and how did God help you through that?
1: Rick, all of this really brings back um, some memories and uh, one life-impacting memory that early in our marriage— after much prayer and counting the cost and counsel with my wife Jody's support, I stepped out in faith into the adventure of owning and operating a small business. And rebuilding engines was my profession and my passion, and I just poured my life into it. We built an excellent product, we had a great reputation. I was blessed to work with a, an amazing group of employees over the years. But month after month, after all the bills were paid, there was very little to take home. And we struggled financially. I was doing what I love to do, and Jody was so patient. But after 14 years of persevering, I became very discouraged and exchanged the truth that I had set out with for a lie. You know... I believe that God is faithful. He's our provider. He will not leave us. He loves us. He cares for us. And I traded all of that in. Satan just set it out on a big platter for me. That God has forsaken us. I'll never amount to anything. I'm a failure. Whatever I do will fail. And I spiraled into hopelessness to the point where there were days I, I couldn't get out of bed. I was in a deep, dark hole. And I couldn't pray, I couldn't read God's word, I had no interest in fellowship with his people. But praise God that, that Jody was there. And not that my situation was comparable to Job, but she could have very easily said in so many words, curse God and die. You know, you you are a bit of a failure. But instead, she spoke truth and read scripture after scripture and just washed me in the truth of God's word. And in prayer, words like Psalm 40: <clears throat> "The Lord heard my cry; He brought me up out of an also, also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God." Psalm 61: "When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I." The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Psalm 91, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear. And in Romans 8, that truth that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And slowly the light began to shine in the darkness of hopelessness, And, you know, even reflecting back on God's faithfulness through these times, Rick, is so encouraging and uh, returns us to joy.
0: You probably have an experience or two you could share. Well, I really appreciated what you shared. It is so evident. You're just living proof of what the Word says, Mm -hmm. that God's grace is sufficient, and i think of what the apostle paul said what he what he what was recorded there in in uh, 2 corinthians 12 he said there was given to me a thorn in the flesh i think i would have said folks this got thrust on me i've got to bear this isn't it awful he said there was given to me a thorn in the flesh that i might not be exalted above measure i'm going to use pretty plain English, he recognized God didn't want him to get too big for his britches. He wanted him to trust in God. And so beautiful, what God supplied to you and also in Jody, just coming alongside and seeing through the darkness like Jesus, looking to the joy that was set before him. There's joy here and now, but there's wonderful joy coming. I would be able to share some different examples also, but I think I would just say probably one of the biggest challenges that I have is when I try to carry things alone. I, I We may have some baptisms coming up, maybe a wedding, maybe I'm visiting with folks. I can't always get people to perform the way I think they should. And we try to carry that load I remember visiting with a dear elder brother one time, and he said to me, I think it was impeding my sleep. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I still do today, but I'm thankful. God gives me a song. It sounds maybe silly, but I sing myself back to sleep. Jesus loves me. This I know. In my heart, there rings a melody. What about that beautiful song? We sang, a lot of us as little kids, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And then the end is down in my heart to stay. So we want to hold on to it. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, The brother shared with me when I said, it's just so heavy. And he said this, Rick, when it gets too heavy, you are trying to carry it alone. Let God help you. I'll just share this quickly. When I was a young man, back in the days of long play records, um, we had different ones, and I remember listening to one. It was, uh, I won't even say who the, the recording artist was, but he was. He would tell a little story before the song, and the song that he went into was, A Mighty Fortress Is Our God. But before that, he said, there was a little boy that was trying to move a heavy stone, and he tugged and pulled and tussled, and he couldn't move it. And then his father was looking on, and he said, son, son. Are you sure you're using all your strength? The little boy said, Yes, I am. And he maybe he rolled his sleeves up a little bit and he tugged even harder, but he couldn't move it. You know what his father said? He said, No, you're not. You didn't ask me to help. And that sounds like where we are sometimes. Mm-hmm. We've got it so good, so many blessings. We talk at home a lot. We'll grumble about something that's so small. And then we say things like this. What do you think the people in Ukraine would say? What do you think the people in Uvalde would say? What do you think the people in Haiti would say? And now we just talked about it this morning. We've added to our list. What about the people in Syria and Turkey? We have nothing to complain about and so many things to be thankful for. Tom, I know our time's winding down here. I'm wondering if you'd just share a little, uh, based on 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, Apostle Paul talks about not having dominion over the brethren's faith, but he called himself, we're helpers of your joy. Jody obviously was a helper of your joy, but how can we spread that out among the elder body as well as with our churches?
1: Yeah, it reminds me of the scripture in Ecclesiastes. Um, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. And that's exactly what Jody did for me. And that's what we can do for each other. I love that phrase, helpers of each other's joy. We can remind each other of those things that are true, of who God is and who we are and what he's done and what he's doing and what he will do. And then that moves us to a place of gratitude, of uh, sharing words of thanksgiving and gratitude, help each other to return to joy. And it reminds me of the the song, when upon life's billows, you are tempest-tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings. And I would say even more than count your blessings, um, give thanks and express gratitude for those blessings. And even the folks that study our brains, brain science and all, have uh, come in line with Scripture, as they often do, in that um, thanksgiving and gratitude pull us up out of the weeds of hopelessness and uh, return us to joy. That's something we can do for each other, whether it's in you know, the elder body, within the church, one-on-one and personal relationships. Even with a stranger, I found that um, as we speak truth and we share
0: blessing, then uh, there can be a return to joy. That's beautiful. You know, the truth does set us free. You mentioned earlier, and I want to affirm everything you said. I totally agree. You talked earlier about Eve in the Garden. And and the, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I know we've talked about this before. But as I think of the devil wanting to strip from us this beautiful joy, he wants us to focus on the wrong thing. He wants us to get distracted. I, I, I go to chapter 3 in the book of Genesis and I say to myself, what is Eve doing hanging around the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And, you know, she told the devil that tree... God said not to eat of it that was in the midst of the garden. But if we read carefully the prior chapter, it sounds to me like the tree in the midst of the garden was the tree of life. So she lost her focus. And as you were talking, I thought, you listened to the wrong voice when you got discouraged. Yes. Me too. And Eve did also. So I wonder if you'd just share some last thoughts, maybe a scripture to, to take us home sure i'd love to and i'm thinking of the words of habakkuk
1: you know he had just heard the word of the lord regarding god's judgment for sin and disobedience and he says when i heard my belly trembled my lips quivered at the voice rottenness entered into my bones and i think we can all relate to that to a certain extent You know, we all have or we will have very difficult experiences in life. And I just love his expression. He says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Things are pretty dismal and hopeless, and expectations have not been realized. And he says, yet, that's that decision you were talking about, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds' feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places.
0: Praise God and bless his name, amen. Thanks for listening. Around the Table is available on AC Central and now also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. It is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.